Otherwise, on SAFM. While we wait for Lucy to join us in the studio, I thought I must just highlight uh, some of... She had a blog in 2010, and uh, part of it says, Researching the history of slavery revealed a side of me that I would sometimes mirror the sentiments and emotions of the stories I uncovered. I read and relived many times, the results being painful. Challenging personal issues for me became clearer as I read the stories of my forefathers and foremothers. Little did I know that when that I would be embarking on a journey so profound that it would take me to Robben Island in search of Madagascan slave Masavana's grave, who in 1766 led a successful rebellion on a Dutch slave ship called the Meerman, which is mermaid, near our southern coast. Masavana was never charged, was abandoned, and died on the island. I do not find this gra- his grave. Many there are unmarked, unknown to the Capes and South African history. Well, she's going to join us in a few minutes uh, to talk more about this and take us on a refreshing tour, she promised, of, of, the, of the Cape slavery and, and tourism. But before we do that, well, let's take some music. Here's Simpuadana.
Oh, two of my favorite ladies, Zonke there with Thank You For Loving Me. And before that, Simpiradana, State of Emergency on Otherwise. We'll be back after this. The city of Johannesburg is committed to improving the quality of life of its residents through various initiatives, including investment in infrastructure. One such project is the replacement of an estimated 125 aging metro buses with modern, low-floor and dual-fuel green buses using both biogas and diesel, which will advance the low-carbon economy agenda. Joburg, improving quality of life through infrastructure development. Joburg, a world-class African city. Trans-Africa Exhibition and Conference, South Africa's launch event, showcasing the transport industry and fully endorsed by the Department of Transport, is on at Expo Center, Nazrek, from 1 to 4 October. Don't miss Trans-Africa, 1 to 4 October at Expo Center, Nazrek. Open daily from 9 to 5. Pre-register for hassle-free entry at transafricaexpo.co.za. Get on board the Trans-Africa Expo, 1 to 4 October. Otherwise, on SAFM. Got a piece of music in there. Lucy, welcome to Otherwise. Oh, thank you so much. How are you today? You, you must be busy running around. Um, it, it, it is a busy time when there's long weekends and those kinds of things. Oh, yes. You know what happens today because tomorrow's Heritage Day. Yeah. People have put in leave long before <laughs> get to have this day off. So uh, they can run around, and tomorrow they have a big buy, and so we're going from year to year. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I just read your, a bit of your blog, uh, Transcending History. You did that in 2010, Cape Slavery and Tourism. Yes. Um, it, it, it seems to have touched a nerve with you when you did that research on, on slavery. Yes, most definitely, uh, Shadow, because it's part of me, you know. Um, I didn't know this uh, long before um, when I was a child. I didn't grow up with this heritage, so I didn't know about this heritage. So mm-hmm. what I say is that there was a big portion of myself uh, that was missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, my birth mother, uh, who is under the Koenang, uh, she was a slave that was married to Olaf Berg at Fort Constantia. It's crazy, but I actually mm-hmm. shut my teeth on Chardonnay at Fort Constantia when I started working there. So and you, you, you got an early taste? Out. Yes. You, you got an early taste? Definitely, now I've got an early taste, and I'm so happy about that because I think I'm one of the few people that know some parts of me. You know, I don't know all parts of me yet. You know, growing up, um, you know, being being labelled a coloured person meant really meant nothing. You know, and it, it had all these uh, derogatory terms attached to it. And um, you know, I was so surprised when you know a whole new episode in my life opened. Mm. And uh, um, I've now just included, um, you know, the history of uh, our Koi Bushman uh, in my tours. Because I think that uh, I cannot ignore uh, not bringing in the Koi Bushman into my, my heritage tours. Because, um, you know, the story is not inclusive, you know. Uh, there's just some people's stories that are told and other people's stories that are not. And yet, you know, it's, our history is so beautiful because we've got his stories and we've got her stories, mm-hmm. you know. It, mm-hmm. is, it is stories that, that opens up uh, people um, that you don't, uh, you know, you don't see their memory on the streets of Cape Town. You don't see the name of Eva Kratoa being celebrated, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if you've been to the uh, little monument on St. George's Mall. I have, yeah. Um, but I am very disappointed in that monument because it really, really does not, um, you know, sort of tell the story of this amazing, 
amazing woman that was a strategist, you know, a negotiator, you know, one of the first, she was the first woman that married, was the first interracial marriage with uh, Van Mierov. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and this story is not being told, you know, uh, in, a, in a sensitive, warm, tender way. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I see at, at St. George's Mall. On the one side, you have this monument, and a story appears on the other side. And as tourists walk past you, you can't even notice it. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means that we are not present in the city. We're not present, you know, yet, yet the Koi Bushman appears in our coat of arms. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Now, tell me, you, you, you started this Transcending History tour um, what was it primarily to to bring presence into the city or bring presence into um, certain spaces and highlight certain spaces uh, like Robin Island, for instance, when you went looking for the Madagascan slave? Yes, yes, yes. It was very emotional to me, um, Shadow. You know, when I went in to look for his grave, but wasn't there, and there's so many unmarked graves. You know, but just the fact that I could go there and look for his grave already, you know, I, I felt that, you know, I will never forget him. I will never stop talking about him. Mm. And these are the kind of stories and narratives that doesn't appear in our history books, you know, that our children don't learn the games that Koi played, children played at school. You know, we are not, we're not reared that way. Um, and they, there's these divisions uh, within our, our histories, you know. Mm. Um, some people's histories are being told more than others. If you look, for instance, in, uh, at, uh, at the Slave Lodge Museum, uh, which is on the corner of Whale and Idris Street. Mm. That, that building, you know, uh, had so many histories. Um, you know, histories from all over. Indonesia, the Agipalco, you know, West Africa, Central Africa, East Africa. It's so beautiful. Did you know that the Aromo slaves from Ethiopia was taken to Lovedale in the Eastern Cape? No, you know, that, that those, are, those are issues that we need to really talk about and the ties that bind us. You know, those are the issues. Those issues doesn't come in. And at the end of the day, you know, we have these singular heritages, these singular identities. And, and it's these singular identities that brings about this race and the racism, you know, uh, in our city. As a matter and, of fact. And, and xenophobia and all of that. And xenophobia, yes. And if we only knew that those are our brothers and sisters, we would think twice. You know, we would support these people, our people. Um, so, yeah, so it's very interesting, you know, uh, when I think of heritage, how do I feel about heritage? You know, for me, you know, heritage mean, doesn't mean having a braai and getting drunk and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. My, immediately when I think of heritage, that this question automatically brings to my mind the land that most of us are currently living and paying rent on. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, one way I believe we should, you know, should really inform um, our people and educate those of us who are not conscious of the fact that this land was stolen from us. It was stolen from us. And most people are not aware of how it was acquired, you know. Shouldn't we perhaps start talking about the methods of how are we, we going to apply to uh, try to uh, retrieve that which is, which is rightfully ours? Wouldn't you say so, Shadow? Uh, well, I, I, the land issue is, is being discussed so much at the moment, and I think it is because of those discussions that people should inform themselves or larger platforms should be there for, for, for dialogue and discussion, I think. Um, you know, where, where do you be- begin your tours, usually? Usually I start my tours at the, the castle, the castle of Good Hope, mm-hmm. which was a place of, of settlement, a place of isolation. 
a place where slaves were tortured, you know, mm-hmm. and where a lot of the unfair cases uh, that slaves brought to the colony uh, were defended or uh, resisted or, you know, uh, that, that was a place that, that um, everybody should know that we are here to stay. Mm-hmm. So, so the castle, when I, when I speak, uh, you know, around the castle, I, I always try to bring to mind, you know, in 1658, for instance, when Jan van Rubik brought his first, one of the biggest consignment of Angolan children, they were, I think, about 174. Mm-hmm. And on that particular day, which, which is an extract, you know, from Jan van Rubik's logbook, is that at, on that particular day, he, in, as a matter of fact, the 17th of April, I think we must be precise, 17th of April, we don't celebrate the 17th of April ever. But now, on that particular day in 1658, Jan van Riebeek introduced to those children the dog system. It was brand in the morning, brand in the afternoon, brand in, in the evening. He introduced them also to um, paternalism. You know, these hierarchies that we have, even in our own families. Then he also introduced, he said that slaves' names shall be changed. You know, so, so, so many of us are sitting with names that was not ours originally. Now imagine somebody taking your name away from you. So, can, so, you can you uh, highlight some of those names uh, that, that have been inherited, some of the names that we have today that people carry with them today still that come from the different slave names? You know what, Shadow? We just open a telephone directory, and you'll see <laughs> all those names there. And these people are not just white or just black. These are people from all spectrums. You see, I don't even want to mention the word colored. Because that is a word that I, I try to distance myself from. Um, because it brings, it brings about, you know, uh, uh, stereotypes, mm-hmm. constructs, mm-hmm. you know. But the names I'll mention to you would be Kluti, would be September, would oh. be November, would be Van der Merwe, Van Jarsfeld, you know. All of those Daniels, words. Daniels, Dietrich, Sparches, you know, the, the name that goes on and on and on. So just... If, I also take people to the telephone booth on St. George's Mall, where I take out the telephone directory and I read out those names. Name calling for me is also very important, specifically in the city of Cape Town, so that we remember our ancestors, you know, and that is one of, one of my goals, you know, uh, around the business and transcending history to us, that we tell the visitors the truth, that Lucy. we become the face of the city. Lucy, you know, so, so, what, so we want to... Sorry to interrupt you, but what does knowing your name and what has it done for you, knowing your roots and where you come from uh, after your, what has it done for you? Does it make you feel, uh, give you a sense of belonging more than than before? Definitely. You know, uh, Shadow, I came from a living town. So I came from town um, uh, down um, to Salt River. And I looked at people's faces, you know, on the taxis. I look at the faces on the street, um, and I see, I see faces that have a heritage, you know. Um, and for me, uh, finding out about, about me, you know, changed me so much. You know, I, I, even the way I look, you know, even the way I stand, because slavery is a mental thing. You see, the mental slavery was worse than anything else, mm. you know, around uh, keeping people in bondage. Even the houses that was built in the city in, in colonial times was was built to ready slaves, to ready this city for slaves. They are inside the house. You see the madam sitting in the dining room, you know, looking at the slaves inside and outside. You know, 
Can you, give us, can you give us an, an example of the house you're talking about? Quartmonster Bed House in Strand Street. That's a typical house built, you know, to hold slaves. The Slave Lodge, for instance, mm. on the corner of Wade and Adley Street, mm. was built specifically to hold slaves. It had a flat roof. Um, many of the roofs changed. It used to be thatched roof because slaves used to burn down the master's houses, burn down other slaves' houses. So they, they, stopped, the, they stopped the thatched roof, so they built a, a, a flat roof. Just I mean, these are things. Hold yes. that thought. Hold that thought, please. We're taking news headlines with Aureli Kalenga. Otherwise, on SAFM. Thanks, Aurela. My guest uh, on the phone is Lucy, and Lucy runs tours. Um, she, uh, she's the founder of the Transcending History Tours. Am I right, eh, Lucy? That's, that's correct, yes. The name has a, a specific reason why I, I say Transcending History Tours. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for me, uh, transcending the stories uh, within, you know, the books that I read, the research I do, is, is that I transcend that narrative. I take a narrative and I, I, I reinterpret it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I feel that I'm also recollecting, you know, recollecting stories that has never been told. So a story also, you know, typical of, of, of my tours is um, where I speak around uh, the, the, land, the land issue where the Koi Bushman, you know, uh, or let's say the Dutchess Indian Company, mm-hmm. you know, um, said that they won this land through conquest. And then the Koi telling them that, you know what, how would you feel? If we come to Holland and we take your land, mm. and what did Jan van Riebeek say? But we won this land through conquest. What I'm trying to say, Shadow, is that these kind of issues, we need to talk about it. We need mm. to discuss it. We need to debate it. We need to speak to young people about it. Because I think it's because of this loss of identity, you know, that we're walking around like zombies, literally bent, always begging, mm. you know, mm. begging. Yeah. You know, if, if you look at the history of, of the people of Cape Town, and you see, and, and you think of yourself, who are these people? You need to ask, who are these people? These people are the people that are living on the reserves. I call them reserves. Those, those are the people that are living on the Cape Flats. Mm. You know, people of color, you know, people of color. And, and not excluding white people. You know, that's another issue which maybe one day we'll talk about again. But yeah. I think it's important that we speak around this. And, that, that, and, and I, I think I achieved this in my tours. And my tours are becoming a lot more relevant and necessary. The only challenge about my tours is shadow is that I don't I don't get as much local people as I would love well, to. Well, I was going to say how you know how many the very same people that you talk about that are in the reserves as you call them. How yes. could you how because those are the people you ought to be engaging with, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I had this dream that I I could get more people to come to me, local people to come to me. I mean. The thing is also, Shadow, that a lot of our people, what do they worry about heritage? They are too too busy, you know, surviving. They're too busy surviving in their, in their reserves, you know. Mm. So, yes, I, um, I do tours at Ezekiel Museums too, and uh, I work with Ezekiel Museums sometimes. Mm. And, um, you know, there are challenges in our museums, there are challenges in all these institutions, you know. So, so um, I, I don't want to make any excuses, but I... I don't find local people to be a lot interested in, in what I do. You know, I had a, a tour with local white people at once, and some people walked out of my tours. But well, leave it as it may. <laughs> because, because you know you're why? talking some about people... land, land and all of that. 
some people would walk out because nobody wants to deal with that issue. The, the one thing that they always say is that slavery was mild, you know, in, in Cape Town, in the Western Cape. Slavery and, was and mild? Slavery was mild. And I, you know, I very seriously tell them, you know, how slaves were punished. You know, how they were impelled and they were dragged down Adley Street up to Gallows Hill in well, Greenpoint. Just being That's a slave it. alone sh- sh- should be good enough, not, you know, mild or not. Absolutely, absolutely. So what I'm trying to say, uh, Shadow, is why, why am I so interested in the subject, you know? Uh, because I think I need to start with me first. Mm-hmm. I need to transcend those constructs that I grew up with as mm-hmm. a young child. Mm-hmm. And I'll be 54 this year. Wow. You know, I only started actually seeing black people. And if I say black, I say people... Um, that doesn't, that, I mean, I can't speak Kwasa. You see how difficult it is for me to even say it. My mm. tongue is tied. I'm not, I'm, I'm even, it's even difficult for me to be able to explain, you know, how ludicrous this, this labels are. You know, we labels are seen plurally. These days, if people ask me, Lucy, but where are you from? Because sometimes they don't know, you know, they, they, they think I'm from Jamaica, they think I'm the States. <laughs> and I'll tell them, you know what? I'm from everywhere. And that is what I celebrate my heritage has many parts. It has many threads. It's tied up with Nguni, it's tied up with Sutu, Amatwana, it's tied up with all those uh, groups of people. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you know, Nelson Mandela said that he comes from, Koi, from the Koi Bushmen. You know, and, and it's the minute that we look at ourselves as silos or silos. But uh, I, I, need, I need to ask, how are you going to get that message to the people that it's supposed to go, or that you believe ought to know? It's going to improve the way they look at themselves. It's going to improve uh, who they believe they are, as opposed to the kinds of lives they, they live now. How are you going to reach them? How are you going to invite them to walk with you through this journey? Yes. Sure, this, this, uh, you know, this conversation I'm having with you on the radio, for instance, you know, mm. I'm hoping that people are listening. Mm. Um, it's one way of looking at it, you know. Mm. I had a discussion the other day, a roundtable discussion the other day with other heritage activists, and I'm hoping that message would also come through. You know, uh, it, will, it will be on uh, tomorrow, um, it will be on CTV. Mm. Mm. So I'm hoping, I'm trying to get my, my, the, the, the business out there and to connect with many people. You know, similar-minded people and also different-minded people that can listen to me, can hear my story. I also sometimes invite artists, you know, that also express, you know, my sentiments um, and that are also very, very uh, clued up and they're busy really, really doing research on the subject so that we can know more, so that we can tell other people, you know. So, so this is a conversation, uh, not only myself that's having this conversation, mm. but there are many other people also within the network that I am that are really seriously uh, saying, but you know what, this being rooted is one of the most essential things about a person and knowing, you know, who you are can and you, who, who actually you think you are. Can you because take us... All, yes. Can, sorry. Can you take us through your journey now? I mean, your, your tour now. Where do you... What, what do you... Can we do it in a day, firstly? Or does it no, need many No, I do it a half a day. Visits? I have half a day tours. Mm-hmm. 
which will take you some, I mean, the product is different products. Mm. I mean, I could take you for a two and a half hour tour, which would take you from uh, the castle and we go to Strand Street, which used to be the water's edge and where slaves came in, mm. you know, where they were brought in from the edge. We walked from there, we walked through, you know, underneath the bridge and you can actually get, when you walk through that bridge, I actually want people to smell the poverty under the bridge because there's people that's living under the bridge, but be mm. it as it may. Mm. We walk uh, down Strand Street, and we'll go to Castle Street. And in Castle Street, we have three Pentagon of the Duchess Indian Company, pointer, pointers of the Duchess Indian Company. And there I explain, you know, the Duchess Indian Company and how they made their money out of human trafficking. Mm. And then we'll talk around, you know, um, you know, the history, you know, of the Duchess Indian Company. And we'll talk about genocide. We'll talk about a range of issues there. You know, and just, you know, how, how corrupt these officials were. But I also try to, to make the history relevant and contemporary. You know, if we look at the dope system, for instance, that mm. the dope system is still alive and kicking. Mm. You know, uh, we're looking at issues of drug addiction, just addictions. So, so I'll bring, I'll bring the past near, you know, so that we can see that how history is also repeating itself and how we've been put into these constructs. Let's talk about let's talk about the drugs and the addiction. Can you just what what sort of lecture would you give around that? Look, I, you know what? I also the addiction of just also um, being a slave, being enslaved. So that is an addiction. Mm. You know, is that when you don't have your own opinion, when you can you cannot say no, where you where you are silent, your voice is silent. You know, and I'll talk around the fact that, you know, in 1838, when slaves were all supposedly let out, many of these slaves stayed with the master. Why? You know, the master would say, but why are you leaving me? I've been taking care of you all these years. Why are you leaving me? And you know what the slave does? The slave stays. Mm. Now, I'm saying that these are all addictions, you know. Also, the way our body language and we, you know, we put out, we bend our backs and we walk. It's like we want to fall forward. We don't stand up straight. Look, Lucy, how do you undo those things? How, will, how, the, do you, how do, will the knowledge make, will it make me walk taller and straighter? How do you undo the, the addiction, as, as you called it? How, do you, how does knowing about this um, you know, change your life right now? Somebody who is learning this for the first time. Um, yes. What do they do with the information? Does it change their perception? I know you, we, we were talking about you, but I'm saying, you know, people from the reserves, as you call them, yes. learn this, and here you talk as passionately as you do about this. Yes. Um, what do they do with that information? You know, it's a, very, it's a difficult question. Um, you know, Shadow, sometimes, you know, I, I feel a bit despondent about mm. that we've got so much you know, that we need to cover, you know, and uncover um, about ourselves, that it might just even take another generation. Mm. You know, education is ultimately the thing. It's, it's what we know. It's mm. what we do with that knowledge is. I, I think I've touched many people, you know. I've touched many people, and I'm saying this in all my humbleness, mm. is that in every conversation I find myself, I speak about it. Some of my friends that had a different, you know, mindset, you know, and said that, you know, white people came to civilize us here, you know, and I can say, but you know what, maybe you must think about this. And I'll say, you know what, the Koi Bushmen have their own culture. Mm -hmm. 
Many other people came into the city, came into Cape Town. That was before the white people came here. Dinguni, for instance. Dinguni, you know, uh, uh, had relationships and intermarriages with a Koi Bushman. So everybody else had, inter, uh, you know, had alliances with everybody. So what, you know, yesterday I was in a conversation with, with some people of color. And we were saying, and this person was saying, yes, but you know what the white people did for us? They, you know, they, they brought civilization here and they did this. And I said, you know, madam, I said, you must understand that what you've heard in the past is not true. We have not, because we, what's been installed in us, like the issue of hair. Let me just come to the issue of hair, you know, and how, how this, this is a construct that is still with us. You know, if you, if you have pinky hair, then you are ugly. You know, if you are black, you are ugly. Mm. If you are so-called colored, you are ugly. If you don't have a long nose, then you are ugly. You know, if you, um, if you wear, uh, you know, if you wear, don't wear a suit and a tie and you wear some other clothes, people see you in your face for, for what you look like, not for who you are inside. So we are still, we are still, we still have this problem, you know, where people still see each other and face value. Those are issues that we, we need to heal. And I think my tours it has a healing element. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that the, 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 where the healing comes through is when you start confronting the shame. The shame of our forefathers that, you know, of not telling us that, look, I don't blame them. Because we must also look at the, the, the situation at the time but, but and how people. Yes. Now tell me, tell me. You're saying as when you do the tour and the knowledge that one gains, then you see yourself differently, as yes, opposed to other people seeing you the way they think you, you are. For instance, the the nose and the the color of your skin. You uh, see yourself differently, yes, so you yes. behave differently. Absolutely. I think you behave a lot more positively. Mm. You know, a mm. lot. And, and, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror. We look at ourselves in the mirror every day, you know. And I, for myself, am looking at in the mirror, you know, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing different faces in me. I don't know if I, if I can, if you understand what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. <laughs> I see it myself in more wholeness, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and, and I look at myself and, and, and I see that, you know, I'm beautiful. And, and, and that beauty, uh, I also try to, to, to share with other people, you know, to share, to tell them that, you know, we, we come from the same tree. Mm-hmm. We all come from the same tree. Earlier you, know, earlier you mentioned, you said people of color. That word has been used and, you know, yes. who are people of color? You know, when they say that, you know, you don't have color in you, it's when, when you're sick, mm-hmm. you know. And I say, once you put some color in there, then you look a lot better. You look a lot more healthier. Your cheeks are rounded. Your skin is shiny. Uh, you know, it's difficult. It's a difficult question you're asking me. Um, okay, because Shadow. you used it. I, I, I just but wanted I to make sure you, I understood. The people of color is you and me, my sister. Oh, okay. Okay. So with a, with a, a pigment. They must be a pigment, yes. Oh, okay. All right. No, I wasn't quite sure. Well, what I'm not going to go in. I, did, I wanted to say something now, but I just pulled it back. <laughs> Listen, you've got a lot of things you're dealing with. I just let you talk because you, you've got so many ideas in, 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 in your tours and the places you go to. But also, I'm trying to understand how you want, 
how you'd yes. like to change it all. I mean, yes. change people's perceptions and understandings of themselves, which yes. is yes. most important. I and I really want more people to come onto onto you know with with other people and maybe opening wounds that they don't yes. want to be dealing with. Let me tell you, I've got a plan. People may not want to deal with this. Yes, they don't want to, but let me say, I, there's something that I would love, is to train people to become ambassadors in their own city. Okay. And, you know, to, to speak of their city and about themselves with pride and with dignity. Mm-hmm. And they must take these tours to the reserves. And they must open their own backyard little stations where mm-hmm. they can tell the history of the forefathers and tell the history of their city. Mm. You know, you tell, we tell the whole story. Take me back to the Koi Bushmen and even before that. And we talk about slavery and we talk about the Europeans. You know, and we, we, we take visitors from the city to the reserves because the, 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 the city and the reserves, there is a thread there. Mm. Mm. There's a thread and those, all these threads need to be tied. But as I said, I'd love to work with, with young people for them to get the big badges so that they can be legal, so that they can be legit to do to us. But take them through a curriculum, you know, a curriculum that speaks of people's history, mm. the history of the people, but put it into a curriculum. Now, I back, am I'm, I'm taking you back. on that. I'm taking you back now to who, who should come to your tours? How, and, because we started talking about half-day tours and then we digressed, but um, how long, how how Tell me about the various packages of your tours. Okay, the, the half day, the, I'd say the half day would take you to, we will end up at the auction block. I said we'll go to Castle Street, mm-hmm. and that's where I will be talking about, you know, the, the Dutchess Indian Company and their wheelings and dealings. Okay. And then, yes, and I'll also then link it up with Eva Kratoa, who is just a little distance away in St. George's Mall, mm-hmm. on St. George's Mall. Mm-hmm. From there, we would walk to, um, we'll walk to the company gardens. Okay. And there I will talk around also the company gardens, you know, also as a place of memory and a place of reflection because the company gardens is seeped in the history of the Khoi and the history of slaves. Mm -hmm. We also talk about a particular slave which is now at the new precinct precinct in Parliament, you know, it's like on the corner, it's opposite Jan Smuts statue. And that is where Amusain class. Uh, used to have a property, she used to have a house there, and she was a matron at the slave lodge. So I will tell the story around her history, the history of, of, of the, you know, the, garden, the company gardens. I'll also speak around opposite the road, opposite the slave lodge, is, used to be the company, Dutch Indian Company's hospital. And we'll, we'll talk around the hospital, and we'll talk around, you know, the hierarchies at the hospital. Mm. We'll move from there. And sometimes we will mention the Buka, you know, and we'll talk around the Malay construct. We also move from there to the um, one of the most, you know, one of the most one of the most significant places in the history of Cape Town, which also has an affinity with the rest of Cape Town and the rest of South Africa, would be the National Museum, which is the Slave Lodge Museum. Okay. And there I spent about an hour because that place is just so important mm. to the history of the people of, of Cape Town. Mm. And we'll go from gallery to gallery. We will, I will take them to the orientation center, which will take them through briefly through the history of slavery. We'll move to the next gallery, 
which will give you sort of the architecture around, you know, slavery. And we spoke about it earlier on, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, and how these houses were built to accommodate slaves and also to, to really cape down for slavery. And Can then some, yes. Yeah, Lucy, are you the only one that does this? That does the I tour? I think I, uh, yes, uh, there are other people. Look, the thing is that the, the tour that I do, it's, it's unique because mm. I speak from a personal mm. Um, point of view, and and uh, this has been my best year, Shadow. I mean, I've been at it now for the past six years almost. Fantastic. But, but listen, the, the, I'm saying for Transcending History Tours, you are the tour guide. You don't have other people that work for you and with mm-hmm. you who who can take other groups while you're busy. No, no, there isn't. I invite people onto my tours. I, I invite uh, specialists, you know, people that, that uh, mostly around the Koi Bushman, okay. of which I'm still learning. I'm okay. still learning. So I bring that side of the story in. Um, but I don't have, I would love to ha- employ people. Mm, mm. Um, but, you know, it's a small business. And, you know, I don't have all that mon- or that amount of money to, to, to grow the business at this point because I'm basically working to uh, sustain the business. How much does it cost? Um, it costs for two and a half hours. It is cost uh, one fifty per person. One hundred fifty rand. Yes, but it's okay. always negotiable. You know, it's negotiable because it's not just about the money in this instance. It's mm-hmm. also about the money. Yes. Yeah, it has to be. You need to get paid. Yeah, I need to get paid. That's I need to get paid. Mm-hmm. So, so um, at the moment, the groups are uh, big groups from, say, uh, you know, the universities in uh, the USA uh, from the states. You know, they they are very very. Um, uh, keen on my tours and because my tours also speak about human rights and about politics mm. and um, I've got old customers that are with me have been with me for years now like Connecticut University mm. you know um, I've had made new clients this year Ellen, uh, Louisville University I had one hard source which is an NGO that that works with uh, with, with uh, orphanages with children mm. and they have volunteers and trainers that come to South Africa and, and Okay, okay. Look, I, I was going to ask for numbers and details and all of that, but it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, and wanted to know if she couldn't take kids to school. I mean, the information to school, to schools, and 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 invite invite the kids as an outing to come and and listen to some of her chats. But Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. You can, um, I think you can find her on. I'll give you my her details now in a minute, but I do have Lucy's. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. She is on zero eight four eight eight three two five one four zero eight four eight eight three two five one four. I think you should. She's very passionate, enthusiastic about uh, the slaves and 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 the route tracing those steps. And if you want to know more about the sites and the importance of those sites, um, then call Lucy. She'll be very happy to show you around. It is now time for our children's story, which is Nalibali. Today it's Lizelle's song. <laughs> 